0: Welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Byer. And I am your friendly co-host. <laughs> and welcome to the welcoming program. You are listening live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois. Happy New Year. Crowd is Pumped, ready for ultimate recap action. We have a full plate for you tonight. I uh, am fresh as a daisy. My mind is sharp as a beach ball. So uh, we will be uh, discussing all things that are recap-oriented to make your life better. We'll be talking sports. We'll be talking NBA. We'll be talking college hoops. We're not going to do NFL too much because we're recording on an off-night. We're also going to be talking the latest Manolo Carpenters bracket. Hot takes, fast reactions to that, surprises, a lot to discuss there. Uh, We are also going to discuss a little bit about the 2023 Emmys um, and uh, preview that for you the Jag Bags listener, especially the Diamond. we
1: will be airing a couple days after this podcast comes out. Yeah, but we'll
0: uh, but the speculation starts now. Uh, Len is planning his trip to Vegas to place bets like a madman on some of the categories. Um, We also will be doing some of our old standby, some of your favorites. We'll be doing I recommend that's where Len and I will recommend a brand of cheesecake. We will recommend (laughs) a hotel. We
1: Ozempic
0: oh, maybe this week A kind of obesity treatment um, Anything that makes your life Better we are here to recommend uh, To uh, In lieu of Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all time I'm going to review a new album Tonight I'm going to re- be reviewing the new Peter Gabriel album I.O And then Len will finish up the Podcast with five selections From his own favorite 500 album list A list that has garnered Significant interest from none other than Mr. Kevin Cronin from REO Speedwagon. Uh, <laughs> Kevin took me aside at my illegal New Year's Eve party and said, what's up with Len's List? And why isn't high infidelity on there? And I said, Kevin, I wouldn't hold your breath. But, you know, stranger things. Yeah. There. So Kevin is... Uh, Kevin, uh, I I think he might be worming his way into the Diamond listeners section. I think I see him up there. Um, So anyway, that's uh, the program in store for you. I feel bad a little bit. For Kevin? Who do you feel bad for? A little bit. A little bit. I'll get over it, though. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Well, let's start. Should we um should we uh, should we start with the Barry Manilow Carpenter's bracket? Yes. Okay. Uh the final four is here. I haven't yet voted because I've been on an airplane, but what are the final four? I didn't even I saw a, a brief like the final four is here and I didn't see the song. All Manilow. All Manilow. So
1: it's that's, yeah, that's surprising. It is. Hold on one second. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. It is, let's see. <laughs> There's also a Jer Smith post that somehow has reappeared from seven years ago or eight years ago, I think. <laughs> um, Mandy versus I Write the Songs. Yeah, Looks like we made it versus Weekend in New England. So... All Manalo, close to you, almost made it. I think it looks like we made it. I think it'd be close to you by one vote, mm. or else Carpenters would have had one in there. Right, just a lot of a lot of Manilow fans, I guess. Yeah, th- that was the sp- biggest surprise for me was Superstar losing immediately, just out right away. Yeah, yeah. That was the biggest surprise.
0: I think I had, I have a theory about that. And my theory is this, I think Superstar is one of those songs that nobody knows the title to, but when they hear it, they're like, oh, I love that song, but they just don't know the name of it. They've heard it in movies and wherever. And could be, could be. That's my own personal
1: theory. Yeah, you may be right on that. But yeah it's you were right though it's been a pretty fairly popular one good amount of people have been voting my brother and sister who aren't on facebook are voting via text <laughs>
0: uh my so. my um my mom would vote if she could understand how a how a texting works so uh, we, uh, <laughs> once she figures michael out, how does a texting work once she figures out that puzzle uh we'll get her votes yeah but she's very interested in this bracket what's her favorite manilow
1: song I think her favorite is Copacabana. Yeah. Uh, And what's her favorite carpenter song?
0: uh, That's a great question. I will report back on her, yeah. uh, her favorite carpenters she only had one she had about 87 barry manilow albums and one carpenter's album so yeah i think like the so rest- my, my
1: sister told me after she listened to podcasts she said we did have one carpenter's album oh okay which i don't remember i just remember all the barry manilow i remember having 45s but she said we had we had i think close to you we had that album that's what my mom had on eight track <laughs> nothing like the click and wait for the song to continue fantastic boys of eight track i don't even like i don't even remember how it worked that's how long ago i think it broke it, and- it's like a cartridge it's like it's like the atari video game i remember how it worked. and then it would start playing right and it would get i think it was usually like i think it was like four there's like four lights on it yeah so you'd have the first program even if it was in the middle of song and then it would be like and the song and continue and number two yeah we had we had probably like 10 to 15 8 tracks i think
0: I, that's about right and uh and i think as i recall i have to ask um as i recall, that there was a proud addition to our home i was very little an 8 track player we'd really arrived you know in our home in uh, suburban cleveland we have an ast <laughs> television stereo and an 8 track player so
1: <laughs> you don't see 8 tracks too much reference i mean they're not referenced that often i think they've in, com- you what
0: i said i think they've completely like disappeared from public
1: you know yeah that's something you could show somebody and go what is this mm-hmm. even worse than the cassette tape no yeah they would not know. the kids who don't know how to open a cassette tape would be completely baffled by an a-track <laughs> it's, it's but i will say uh one last thing about the bracket i'm glad copa cabana didn't win that's <laughs> the, that's the song. and i don't i can't can't say dislike close to you but that's not my favorite either so i'm happy with the final four i wish one of the carpenter songs would have been in just for balance but i like all four songs so whatever wins is is fine with me
0: is uh close to you is a burt Bacharach song isn't it i think so yeah Yeah. that's kind of why i was i was voting it just i was rooting for it because it was a, a burt Bacharach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah um so what are your what do you think is going to win what's your what's your hot take there uh, man, i
1: think mandy's gonna win
0: i've uh tough
1: to vote against it yeah because it's mandy and i write the songs against each other yeah and then i think the other is looks like we made it and weekend in new england neither one of those is going to beat mandy or i write the songs yeah so it's whoever whoever wins that one right i can't believe looks like we made it made it to the final four it's good i like it so- so oh, I'm fine with it. Yeah, it looks like Mandy's gonna make it. Right.
0: Who do you think's gonna win of uh, from weekend in New England and looks like we made it? Who's your pick there?
1: Just from the the brackets gone, weekend in New England has kind of struggled. It won one of its matchups by one vote. So Yeah, so it's not really Maybe well, I could look at it though. Yeah. No. Mm. Well, looks like weekend in New England's gonna win that one. So Oh you're so you I think weekend in New England beat even now by a vote. I love even now. So <laughs> I love. should have seated it higher. I love that it, it beat "Top of the World," which is one of the most popular yeah. Carpenter songs. And when I told my brother and sister that even now lost, they were both mad, <laughs> like it should have won.
0: I was a little. <laughs> I was a little mad too. I was rooting for it.
1: It was, my, it was my dark horse. I was like, "Come on, even now." Yeah, yeah. Oh well. I'm happy with it. But yeah, another another fun one. I'm glad. A, I'm glad a lot of people are voting. I agree. I agree. Um,
0: anything else on on uh, the the bracket? No, that's it. Should we discuss the Emmys or should we discuss sports? Uh let's do some sports. Then we'll then we'll go to the Emmys. Okay. Um, we'll uh, we'll do I guess two weeks of I guess the next weekend we'll we'll make a gigantus NFL playoff preview. So we'll just table the NFL
1: for now. Well, one of the, they'll have played the first round. By the, by the next, uh, by our next pod? Um, Yeah, because it'll be a week from Monday. Oh. So the wild card games will have played. So we'll talk about the wild card games and we'll preview the following week. Sounds good. Sounds good. And our apologies, especially to our Ohio Diamond listeners, (laughs) who I've heard are our big sports fans.
0: It is full on Browns fever in, it is out of control. Um, they're talking about statues for Flacco. Where would a statue go? If... a <laughs> Flacco out? statue is what I would call it. I'm like, you guys are serious. Should we... Read? <laughs> Should we rename the stadium to Flacco Stadium? I mean, this is serious discussion. Like the guys won like four. He's four. Out of five, he's won four out of five games.
1: Oh my God! Just just imagine if the Browns won the Super Bowl. I mean, it's never happened, and luck is going your way.
0: He um this year. he stopped in a Dunk some Dunkin' Donuts in Berea, Ohio, and the the person working the register snapped a photo of him and uh, and said, "Oh my God, this is how my morning starts." And it, you know it's Flacco ordering a you know Boston cream or whatever. <laughs> and the got an important game coming up. Give me some yeah. Boston creams. Give me some Boston creams. And uh, the video the, or the uh, the photo got like a million. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> Many, it's it's unbelievable
1: kind of like when people take secret photos of us well yes and they go viral we uh we've had to deal with that we've
0: had to deal with that for a while now so yeah I think you and I should put some tips together for Flacco and how
1: to the pratfalls of fame the downfalls of sudden fame um excuse I, me Mr Flacco <laughs> Lenfoot, I know you know who I am let me give you some tips <laughs> he's like I know you from Matt bags and then and then I show. Up. <laughs> And I'm like, oh well, I'm also on another podcast. He's like, I haven't and I'm then not, he changed the subject. Yeah,
0: he's like, I'm not familiar with that one. Anyway, uh <laughs> uh Okay um So let's move on to nba uh do you okay, want it to- real quick oh Cavs
1: won yesterday yes 20, 20 and 15. do you think that's still not good enough that's a pretty good record
0: oh my god i mean without mobley and garland yeah so you're you're happy with that right very yeah and, and you know they have a really easy schedule coming up i mean they really are not playing tough teams right now which is kind of perfect because you know they're missing these two guys and uh, but I think a big reason is that Jared Allen has really he's had some monster games. He, I, it, yeah, he had some crazy.
1: Didn't he have like a thirty-four point twenty rebound game? Yeah, something he's nuts. Yeah, he's capable of that. Yeah.
0: And uh, so uh, so the big thing now is oh the reason Allen's getting this is because Mobley is out. Trade Mobley now. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, you know, obviously with Mobley out the spacing, uh, favors Allen and there's no way Mobley could put up those types of numbers uh, if the situation was reversed and we don't need two big guys. And, uh, so anyway, that's Twitter. That's the latest Twitter idiocy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they've had some nice contributions also from, uh, Sam Merrill, who, uh, is it, uh, he's a guy who's a three point specialist. So he's been playing real well. Um, Struce, Niang. They're all contributing. Tristan Thompson uh, is—he's taken over Mobley's spot. So you know, when Allen goes out, they'll throw in Tristan Thompson, and he'll—he's averaging like ten to fifteen minutes a game. It's unbelievable. Um, So uh, a little bit of uh, nostalgia there, but uh, yeah, the Cavs really need to try and get fat as much as they can until Garland and Mobley come back, and which they're targeting February for that. And so um, they're um, really—they need to take advantage. Have this kind of favorable schedule and try and win as many games as they can yeah
1: and it's good to come back in february they had a couple months before the playoffs yeah, hopefully. To get back in sync. That's good. Agreed. Um, right now, they, there's like four
0: teams with the same 20 and 15 record. There's Miami, five, really. There's the Knicks, Miami, Orlando, Indiana, and the Cats, all with 20 and
1: 15 records. Actually, the, you know what's funny about that? I feel like Orlando and the Knicks, their records should be better than that. Like if you said who's having the best season, that's what I would say, and they have the same record. Right. Is you and Who is the fifth team? You and the Heat, and who's the, but who's the other one uh
0: indiana pacers
1: oh yeah indiana did they They won a couple a few in a row they were kind of close to 500 and halberton's incredible yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah he's on fire he he's a great player yeah he really he's, is. he's almost like a, a must watch now where next time they play the bulls I, I need to watch for sure yeah um it's interesting because you have
0: it's so like you have these teams with great records like boston and milwaukee and um oklahoma city has a they, they look to be very much the real deal same with the timberwolves then you've got these types of, you know, teams like that. I just mentioned, you know, Indiana, Cleveland, um, Orlando, well, all of the kind of the same records. Then you've got a few, then you've got like teams with the Bulls and um, Atlanta's record have the same kind of record. The Lakers and the Warriors are like hovering around 500. Um, same with
1: Phoenix. Yeah, you could have a playoffs without, if they don't correct themselves, you could have a playoffs without LeBron and Steph Curry. Yeah.
0: And possibly Durant um so what's phoenix's record there i think they're at 500 really yeah they're strong durant is already like i don't i i'm not connecting my team so already durant is complaining um and uh they're they're slightly better than golden state in la but not by much um uh, mm-hmm. and then you have like all these teams that are like abysmal records like the piston the wizards Charlotte, San Antonio. Uh, I mean, they're not just like bad. They are like, the Pistons are three and 32. Mm-hmm. And they're only three games back of the Wizards, whom I've watched. Yeah. I've watched twice. The Wizards, I'm like, I don't understand like how this team is built. They, You have, remember Mike Muscala? Remember that guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's playing center for them. There's a reason why Jared Allen's going crazy. He's because he's being guarded by Mike Muscala.
1: <laughs> I mean, Yeah. So anyway, you know, one thing about Orlando, we talked about them a couple weeks ago. Suggs is shooting the ball. Well, finally, I think he had eight threes the other night against uh, I I watched that game against Denver. That was a great game. Yeah. So he's, he's fine. If he finds a shot, then he, you know, he'll be a really good player. That was the issue. Yeah. But a, a threes, that's pretty impressive. Very. And you know yeah. what? I really like his defense as well. His defense. Well, he's always, yeah. He's always been, that's, it was never that. It, I just didn't think he could shoot. And if you can't shoot, you're not going to be all-star level. And he was a real high draft pick. Yeah, he was. But if he's finding his shot now, maybe he can reach his potential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh... Orlando
0: looks tough um Banchero is a Paulo is a really good player you've got the vodka and it looked
1: like they were running the offense through him yesterday because he had double digits and assists yesterday did you watch what game did you watch Orlando against no I did not watch it I just looked at the box
0: score oh oh yeah and then you know who else is really good is that Cole Anthony He's a little point guard. That guy's great. Think so. I, he is uh first of all, the the Denver announcer was like, You know, this guy is not passing the ball. Um <laughs> that
1: was hilarious. Well, he had a good game their last game. And the game before it I don't think he played, so maybe he was hurt briefly. Maybe or sick or something. Because I, I, I read I look at the box scores every day. Yeah. But he was he was the same thing with as Suggs. With him, where it was consistency, Yeah, I felt like he might have a game where he shoots real well, and the next game, he'd be like two for eight or something. Right, right. And he comes off the bench, so that's harder. Yeah. If you're a starter, it's easier to get in a rhythm, I think. Right. He, he's like, I don't even know if he's their sixth man. He probably comes in, he might be a third guy off the bench, maybe. Right.
0: Yeah, I I'm not sure. Every time I wa- I, I I don't really watch the Orlando magic all that much, but every time I do, I'm like, well, that Anthony. I like his energy and uh but again,
1: just just like we were talking about Albert. And now you wanna I mean I wanna watch Orlando. I wanna watch these guys play. Yeah, for sure. Because I got a lot of interesting young yeah. players. Agreed. Agreed. Um what about the Bulls? Anything? Uh, any? Well, their schedule lined up nicely for the return of Levine and Vukovic Yeah, because they played Charlotte, who's not a good team. Yeah, Bulls held them to ninety-one points. That's great defense. What I. <laughs> And I thought it was interesting. Two things: one, Vukovic and Levine both came off the bench, and two, both of them were, I think, one for five from three.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the rest of the team was making threes, and those two couldn't make any. <laughs> so it it's nice that they get got to play a bad team, and they play them again. That's their next game, right? But then they then they play Houston. You So we'll we'll see how it goes. And they they were the paper today was talking about Levine. He was passing up shots. He was trying real hard on defense like well he has to do that every game <laughs> but I think he's maybe he's he's realizing I'm not gonna get traded if I'm not playing well right and I'm sure he wants to get traded so who knows maybe he'll put in a really good effort and we can trade him for somebody yeah because I don't I even if he starts doing all these things I don't trust that he's gonna keep doing them because he's had instances of that before I remember I don't know if it was last year or the year before they were talking about how good his defense was and then he got hurt and then he came back and his defense wasn't good the rest of the year so yeah. I don't trust it but you know play well and we'll trade you for somebody yeah um well, well and what uh, other nice he's thing. definitely playing for a new team for sure because I, yeah. I I agree I feel like he's gone the ringer was talking about I think like six guys that have upped their games and it was Kobe White and Patrick Williams were both on the list I mean and, and well and deservedly so Well, I've always liked Kobe White Williams I'm. Uh, we're just. You're just kind of waiting for. it. Is this guy ever gonna have it click? And I think he's playing better, but he still could be even better. Yeah. Because talent-wise, he's got all the talent. So I'm hoping he keeps. Uh, he, and he's he's a team player. He's actually almost the opposite of Levine. You want him to be more aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want Williams to not take so much of a back seat right because he can he can pretty much do everything he can they compare they compare him to kly leonard again because he can do the pull-up jumpers and that's and like that kind of thing. That's,
0: i mean anyone if you've got that shot going that's that's a shot you can always get
1: yeah and he's a good defender and I like him. So I'm hoping he just keeps getting better and we and we keep him and he's our guy. Yeah. And Kobe White played well last year. And I, again I said this a thousand times. He always plays better when Levine's not around. So yeah. I mean I think And they, they they also said in the paper that uh Kobe White's the guy he gets keyed on now. Yeah. And so he's he's like, well, that's that's what you want. He's like, that's the challenge. You want people to respect you enough to because they throw all these different defenders at him now because now he gets a he'll get a top defender on him instead of just anybody. Yeah. They're like, "Okay, we got to slow him down if we want to beat the Bulls. And so, you know, teams will figure out a way to defend him and then,
0: you know, it'll be up to. You know the bulls to adjust
1: yeah i mean i think they're already doing that I, I think what's good about kobe white is he he can take it to the basket he, he had a good three-point shooting night finally because he had, he was in that mini slump mm-hmm. but he can score in other ways yeah he can score on drives and so it's uh and he's a, he's a good guy too I mean, I mean it's great that him and williams are playing well because i like both of them
0: agreed agreed
1: uh yeah i think
0: that uh well more to come and i feel like they too have like Beatable teams because Houston, I think they will. That that should be a good game. Golden State is in total disarray. So um they barely beat Detroit at home. Um So, but they get Draymond Green back. So we'll have to see if that makes any kind of impact or whether Green has completely a lost
1: cause. And I don't, I just, I don't even think they've been playing well with him. So, I mean, it's just, they're just aging, I think. Yeah, it's the. Um, All those guys. The old. I- Curry Curry Green and Clay Thompson. Yeah. Eventually you start declining.
0: Yeah, it's like the old Celtics or the old uh, Pistons where you know it's the same guys, but they just too much too much mileage on the tires.
1: Yeah, yeah, all those playoff games and yeah. For injuries, years? especially Clay Thompson's been injured a couple times. So major injury too. Yeah. Well so. that yeah, that'll be an interesting game too. I like but to they, see the Bulls get that one.
0: They can win that game, and then there's San Antonio, they can win that
1: game. So they better win that game. San Antonio's Terrible. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> Unless Doug McDermott has a revenge game. <laughs> it's 12 threes.
0: Never underestimate a aroused drug, Doug McDermott. Yeah. And uh, motivated by thoughts of revenge. Yep. Yeah. All right, anything else on the Bulls? No, that's it. College Hoops, uh, where Northwestern obviously uh was the victim of a cheating Coleman Hawkins. <laughs> there could <can> be no other <laughs> explanation. Hawkins cheats.
1: Uh, all of uh, I think you just forget about that game if you're Northwestern because the Illini did not miss. They, they shot miss. like sixty something percent. You can't play better than that. Yeah, and I don't think it was any. I don't think it was because Northwestern wasn't into it. I mean, when someone just makes every shot, even when you're covering them, what are you gonna do? I thought it they were- feel like, it didn't feel like they lost because. It was defensive lapses or turning the ball over. It's just the Illini were on fire. I, I thought there
0: were some bad defensive lapses. I thought mm-hmm. every time they would double team, like a guy would get it on the wing you know, with his back to the basket, and Northwestern would double
1: team them. And then what's his name? Gurriel Curiel? Um, oh, yeah. That did happen a couple of times. More I think than that more. was but that was their sh- – but Northwestern's done that this year effectively. Doesn't, it just wasn't working against the Illini. He would always cut They'd to the – Defense, though. They do the double teams. They try to clog up the passing lanes. It's just the Aligna and I were reacting to it. They were laid under, they were laid on those passing lanes. And that guy just kept cutting to the,
0: through the lane and get the pass for the layup or dunk. It happened like,
1: yeah, he's, he's, he's playing well for them.
0: It happened a bunch of times. Yeah. I thought they were a little slow to loose balls too. It was, but yeah, you got to flush it. I mean, that was
1: a, you can't accuse them. Of I mean, playing. 67%. When is that going to happen again? That was just crazy shooting. Right. Everything, everything went in. Yeah. They just got to the, forget it. Yeah. they, because now it's it's the typical Michigan State team that both the Illini and Northwestern play next, mm-hmm. where Izzo smart. He piles on these tough games early on Yep. and you look at Michigan State's record and you're like, oh, they're not doing so great. Right. Because now they're like nine and five, which is actually, I guess, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not good. Right. But he's ready now. They're ready for the Big Ten. So you're hoping, OK, so Northwestern, you hope they write the ship and play well against Michigan State and win. And the Alina yesterday. I, I was at work checking my phone and I look and it was like twenty-one to four. Right. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. And they were down twenty-one in the second half, I guess. And then they rallied. So I turned it on with, it was only like two minutes left. Right. And this is this is Coleman Hawkins for you. Gets the ball on the baseline, travels. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but then they make Purdue miss. Hawkins comes down court and he he's, he slides over away from Edie and makes a three to cut it to three. But then but then Purdue finished it out because they got fouled, made a couple of free throws. But it was you know a great comeback. So I, I feel like and it's it was in at Purdue too. Number one team in round twenty one and you still have the heart to come back and and you know, it was a one possession game at the end. You've uh sounds like you're softening
0: on Brad Underwood. You're like, maybe Brad Underwood's not such a bad guy.
1: He's he's been he's done a good job this year. I'll give him credit. That's I'm I'm proud of you, Len. That's a new I think fun. maybe he just hated that team last year. Could be. Because he keeps saying, Oh, they're this team's so connected. Right. Translation last year. <laughs> they were not they were this <laughs> Last year the guy from Baylor ruined our chemistry. <laughs> I guess, I mean, they have two transfers who are just trying to prove how good they are, I think, because Damascus was southern Illinois. Yeah. And Gurrier, I don't know if he was in Oregon, or he transferred from somewhere else, too. Mm. So... These guys are like, all right, I, we're we're motivated to show everyone how good we are, and they do. They move the ball, and I'm not. I haven't seen any games this year where I are stagnant. Their their offense looks really good. Um, Although I, I will probably keep saying this all year, I would still play Danger a little more. They're big guy. Yeah, I feel like he should he should be getting more minutes. They're going to need him when they play bigger teams.
0: Yeah, especially. Um, did he play a lot against Purdue?
1: I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. And really look at how much he played, but he's he doesn't start. He comes off the bench. He, uh I felt
0: like he had his way with Northwestern. I uh, I watched like the first half of that, and by by halftime, I was like, well, this game's over. And
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, wow. Yeah, I still think Northwestern will be they should be they'll be top fine. three or four big time team. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I again, I know they got blown out by 30, but it wasn't like an alarming thing for me, at least for me watching it. Right. I'm like, "Well, the line I just got, got too hot." I well, they, they weren't they sure weren't Sometimes good. you have a game. Yeah. Uh, they what? I said they sure
0: were not missing.
1: Yeah. So Michigan State, we'll see how they both do against them talk with the uh, Greg Katz enemy. <laughs>
0: Cot is, Cot is constantly angling for the Michigan State job or the Northwestern job. You can see him just stalking, uh, stalking the uh, upper deck, you know, shouting out, uh, weak side, weak side. <laughs> i new album is overrated. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, Coach Cot, Uh Thank you for your uh, thank you for your contributions. <laughs> uh, anything else on college uh, on college hoops? Nope, that's it. I, it. I requested.
1: I uh, requested opening weekend of March Madness as usual. As usual, and
0: uh, get ready for Jagbags night at uh, Northwestern in at, uh, Evanston. There'll be uh, there'll be uh, there should be some uh, speeches. Uh, we're going to have a star-studded lineup for that uh, halftime show.
1: <laughs> Meryl Streep cannot sit near us. <laughs> it's come to this. <laughs> I mean, there's actually reasons for high-fiving at a basketball game. Sure, but she'll just overdo it it looks
0: like lens patience with Meryl Streep and her high five propensity has finally run (laughs) (laughs) I need my hands (laughs) Beav. yes we all do we all do we need like a high five uh proxy so we go to the games and then when Meryl Streep comes by we just send our proxies Mm -hmm. um I know of two guys who are excellent proxies and uh (laughs) no oh All right. Well, we'll we'll keep, we'll keep exploring that. Um, we want to maintain a good relationship with uh, uh, our nation's uh, finest actress who just high fives way too much. Uh, should we discuss the Emmys? Yes. Okay.
1: Did you look into it at all? or? Well, um, you, why don't you go first and I'll try to catch up. Just going over a few of the categories. Yeah, I got it here. So comedy, the bear is not a comedy. I but agree. The bear is in the comedy category. Ridiculous. And it'll probably win. Yeah. But I would put... I, I would pick jury duty if it was me mm-hmm. it also has only murders in the building, which we both like, you know, but jury um, jury jury duty would get my vote, but the bear is going to win. Everybody loves the bear. Everybody loves it. It's not a comedy. It's not a comedy at all. It's just cause it's a half hour long. It's ridiculous. Uh, I agree. Uh,
0: jury duty. I just, you know, I, I couldn't get into it. I just could not get into uh, to that show. I tried. And um, do you, have you watched, um, if I had to pick from all those, I would pick Abbott Elementary. I think that show is hilarious.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm like what you just said with Jury Duty. I watched some Abbott Elementary and my reaction is it's fine. How dare you? That's just my reaction. I watch' it like yeah, it's all right, but there's better stuff. There's other stuff I want to see. Uh,
0: that would be my I've not seen Wednesday. And uh, yeah, that's the only one that I haven't really seen.
1: Have you seen Ted, Ted Lasso is in this category? But I heard the f- recent season wasn't that good. No, I uh, Eileen watched it all the way through. I would come in and watch like 10
0: minutes and I would have an acute syrup and cheese attack. And uh, have to leave. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. Wow! Yeah, I cutting it, words from the Chris Gow of TV, Mike Myers. <laughs> it was it was a little syrupy. I would call. It. I would describe it yeah. as. Yeah, but Elementary has a lot of fans, so it, it's got a chance to win some Emmys too. It, it it sure does. And that's too bad. It has to go up against the Bear because that's not right. And it's kind of weird because. The Emmys, I think, were supposed to be in, like, September. Right. <laughs> so some of these shows, I'm like, oh, yeah, the, that show was out well, pretty long ago. <laughs> like, the, the drama, the three shows that I've seen that are like, and or... Which I haven't even finished yet. I got to remember to finish it. White Lotus season two, which is weird that I watched season two because I didn't even like season one. Yeah, I almost like hate, hate watch season one. Yeah. yeah, but season season two was much better. And Succession, right? Um, I watched other stuff I haven't seen, like The Crown. I think got nominated. I, that's just not my type of show to watch. Uh, Eileen loved The Crown and watched it,
0: so I would also kind of watch by osmosis. Mm -hmm. And first of all, McNulty from The Wire is Prince Charles, which just, I, that just kills me every time he's (laughs) on. So I'm just like, that's McNulty from The Wire. And, uh, (laughs) um, but, yeah, like you, and also the uh, – well, Jonathan Price is Prince Philip, and um, I'm trying to think of her name. Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter um, mm-hmm. is uh, Queen Elizabeth. And, is
1: uh, that Imelda Staunton or yeah, something like Imelda that? Staunton. Yeah, Imelda Staunton, yeah.
0: So, so they're good. The acting's good, but I would not vote for it to win. So what's your favorite out of them, then? So the ones that I saw, I saw Andor, I saw The Crown, I watched bits of The Last of Us because Jesse really liked that, and succession, and so. I Last of Us got a lot of raves. I just haven't gotten to it. I didn't see the big deal. Um, oh yeah, The Last of Us. Although I liked Pedro Pascal in it, and yeah, he's nominated. He's nominated for it. And the girl was good too. I
1: forget her name. I think she's nominated as well.
0: No, my vote is Andor. Andor was great.
1: Yeah, great. I watched. I it. I can, I'm trying to think what episode I'm on. Yeah. Like my uh, Edwin, this guy I work with, he keeps telling me, he keeps asking me, "Did you finish it?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> Keep forgetting. <laughs> i think it's terrific and uh no i I like it it's not like i don't like it i just forget to watch it
0: i have concluded that going forward any star wars Uh, has to have all British actors. It just seems better. Like British villains, they just seem, you know, more menacing. um, And, uh, you know, uh, Stellan Skarsgård was great, but he's not. uh, But foreign, European actors,
1: I think, just do a better job. Yeah. But andor. Yeah, Succession probably is going to win everything, though. I agree. But speaking of Star Wars, I forgot about this. Limited series, Obi-Wan, which I really liked, is nominated. Oh, right, right. That would be my pick, but it's not going to win because Beef is going to win. Have you seen any of that? I've not seen Beef, although everyone says it's amazing. Beef is, I'm having the hardest time with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Every episode, I'm kind of because it's really dark, the dark show. Uh-huh. And I guess the last episode I watched was decent, but I'm, I, I'm really struggling. I'm really like, well, what's really the point here? Right. The acting's good, uh-huh. but... I again, I'm just not enjoying myself enough. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but it's. They think it's going to win limited series. They think Stephen Yun's going to win, and what's the other lady's name? um Ali Wong, I think her name is. Okay. They think all three of them are going to win. Right. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I've seen like five episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. I, I don't see me all of a sudden going. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> But yeah, I'm in the minority.
0: I haven't seen, the only ones I've seen are, are um, Obi-Wan, which I couldn't get into. Man. Really? I loved Obi-Wan. Yeah, I just. Uh, I'm shocked. I tried.
1: I tried. Good villainous. Good villainous
0: yeah the the villains in uh and and i liked uh, she was great i i got no well she was great she was definitely great
1: is she nominated no i don't think so okay. but yeah I, I loved i loved obi-wan yeah um what do you think it is feels like it was out five years ago Obi-Wan. i know right yeah.
0: what do you think it's gonna win
1: beef probably yeah yeah beef supposed to win everything yeah. real reality show of course will be survivor of course i don't think it's gonna win it, it hasn't been nominated in a long time they finally nominated it again Mm -hmm. i think the amazing race wins a lot or top chef or something like that but at least survivor got nominated trying to find the uh, nominees here yeah do you watch a lot of reality i really don't watch a lot. no just just survivor that's it I don't watch anything else. Right. I just wanted to say that because I love Survivor. <laughs> and one thing, uh, this isn't about reality shows, but one category they ch- changed this year. Now they have talk series and scripted variety series. So the talk show Emmy was always John Oliver, yeah. always one won a million years in a row. So they took him out of that, and now he's in scripted variety series. So this at- year the talk show is actually gonna be competitive. Yeah. Because it's gonna be like Colbert, John Stewart, Jimmy. Kimmel, I think Seth Myers and John Stewart is a critical favorite, but I feel like no one watched that show. Do you know anybody who watched it? No, I don't. Yeah, so I don't know if he's going to win, but I feel out of all of those, maybe Colbert would be the guy who would win. He might. I like Jimmy Kimmel a lot. I like to see Jimmy Kimmel and I like Jimmy Kimmel. Especially because he was lacerating Aaron Rodgers recently.
0: Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Just great. I love how he started out his letter. That was the best. <laughs> Is
1: greeting to Aaron Rodgers. What was it exactly? I don't I don't think I remember how it started. started out his letter, dear asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, with with an extra A like Aaron. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was- Ah, like you're the finest sir
1: yeah so i think john oliver will get his emmy now for scripted variety series because there's only three shows nominated in that one it's john oliver saturday night live and the black lady sketch show which is supposed to be good i haven't seen it i haven't seen it i thought saturday night live had a pretty good year but everybody loves john oliver so i I think he just keeps winning probably um let's move on to a few more lead actor comedy let's go up scrolling up so Again, the bears in there, even though it's not a comedy. Yes. I think Jeremy Ellen White will win. But if you're talking comedy, Martin Short would be my choice.
0: I mean, Martin Short was a riot. I, I think this show has really taken off because they told Martin Short. I thought in season one, they kind of held him back a little bit. But I think for these last two seasons, they told him, like, just go and do your Martin Short
1: thing. Be Martin. Well, I, I think. Hilarious him and steve martin this season let it loose more i agree it's like some of their classic comedy stuff was this year i agree yeah
0: you know the one thing i do want to say i did watch shrinking and and i am a jason siegel um uh detractor Mm -hmm. Uh, i am down on jason siegel i routinely don't miss an opportunity to bash him Um, (laughs) i thought he was (laughs) very good in this i thought he was very good
1: Wow. I thought and I thought Harrison Ford was great too. I'm getting a fax from Jason Siegel and it just says soaked in tears <laughs> he's He's aware of my
0: disdain, of my dismissive uh, uh, opinion of
1: uh, his uh, acting ability. No, but I can't deny him in shrinking. but I, I agree I, I got a question for you about so Juno Temple, how is she in Ted Lasso? annoying oh yeah, you don't like her on Ted Lasso yeah you know, they're she's, all she's great on Fargo he's great.
0: they're all in in uh in defense in Juno Temple's defense they're all annoying on Ted Lasso. um the only one that I don't find annoying is Roy the soccer player um who uh, is at the end of his career and trying to figure out his next step Roy Kent um Brett Goldstein uh, he's really good I don't I don't find him annoying one bit Everybody
1: else I find annoying all right so next one comedy actress again. Natasha Leone for Poker Face. Poker Face is an hour long. Yeah. And it's a drama. Someone gets murdered every week. Why is she in the comedy category? I don't understand. She's really good in the show. Yeah, and she might win. I think it'll probably be either well actually there's probably three there's three people that I think have a good chance. Christina yeah. Applegate, she's and great, Quinta, Quinta Brunson, hilarious, and Natasha Lyonne. So I don't think there's a favorite in that one. So that, that'll be an interesting one to see. I am rooting for Quinta Brunson. Have you seen Poker Face? No. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it on the TV podcast. Yes. I'll, I'll, she's great. But again not a comedy. Okay. I haven't seen it. All right. So I know we have opinions on these next two. So lead act. App- in a drama. Tough one. I've said all year we talked, we've talked about succession a lot. I've said all year Kieran Culkin, And I was happy I maybe it was the Onion AV Club. The Onion AV Club agrees with me. they think he should win.
0: Out of all those, I I I'm I'm fine with Kieran Culkin. And we've we've discussed that. I was taken by Jeremy Strong's performance because it was just different. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh but Kieran Culkin was great.
1: Great. Yeah I hope he wins. Yeah I and then I, I, Oh, go ahead. I said I would be fine with it more than fine. Yeah, yeah, and then lead actress drama. So this year, Sarah Snook decided to put her name in for the lead instead of supporting. Mm. And it'd be nice to see her win. She's really good.
0: She's great. I haven't seen Yellow Jackets or
1: Handmaid. I saw the first season of Yellow Jackets and good acting, but I don't think the writing's the best in that show, right? I feel like any show, there's just like echoes of Lost in that show a lot. It reminds oh. me of Lost. Lost, and I love Lost, where they're kind of trying to go with Supernatural. And it's just, there's just something that doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So I haven't even tried to watch season two. Okay. Have you seen Bad Sisters or? Mm -mm. That's supposed to be good, though. Handmaid's Tale? No, Laura's been watching it and she loves it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. All right. So let's move on to supporting actor in a comedy. I know you'll disagree with me on this one. Uh, I'll go with James Marsden on that. I am... I'm going with uh, Iban
0: Mas uh, backrack. I thought he was. I thought he was great in the bear. One of my favorites. Yeah, he's a, he's a
1: great actor. He's my second choice. Again, not a comedy though.
0: I mean, you know, it's interesting because, but he is a comic character. So I suppose.
1: I guess, but you know, you don't watch the bear and be like, ah, oh, so funny. <laughs> but there's somebody who's I got to look at this I feel like somebody's a favorite somebody's a favorite in that and it's not either one of them oh is it one of the Ted Lassos no I think it's it's somebody I don't think it's Ted Lasso guy is it Henry
0: Winkler Henry Winkler is always oh no maybe not
1: maybe not maybe not
0: maybe there's not a favorite in this one either when if Henry Winkler wins an Emmy I'm always more than
1: fine with it yes He he could win give it to him see I I didn't I didn't think Barry was that good to year, but I, I love Henry Winkler too. Yeah, Barry and Anthony Kerrigan. He's a, he's good too. He's he's funny. Oh no ho, Hank. Their performances are both fine. I just I just don't think Barry was that good. I I agree with you. Yeah, I could see Henry Winkler winning that, but I'll be rooting for James Marsden. And then supporting actor comedy. Again, the bear is in this. Yes. And Io Etaberry, she's great. Yes. She's great. Not a comedic role. She's actually really funny, though, because she's been in comedies. But she's not... It's not... It's just ridiculous. It's, <laughs> like, just put it in drama. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, but gotcha. Janelle James on Albert Elementary, she's really good. Oh my she's, god, she's funny, hilarious. And Shirley, Shirley Ralph is good too. I don't think the show is great, but they're both really good. Janelle James makes me laugh very hard. And our friend Juno Temple is in this.
0: You know, um, I don't. You know, I don't feel like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is like a lighthearted kind of whimsical. I wouldn't call it like a comedy has mm-hmm. got some very dark moments
1: It's not yeah. like a
0: session um, mm-hmm.
1: I would call it, eh, you know, it's fine It's a comedy, yeah, put in a comedy um, What about, so have you seen every episode of Shrinking? Um
0: yeah Jessica Williams uh you I like had, her yeah. I'm trying to remember who she played so just, oh yeah she was funny
1: yeah
0: yeah she was funny um and had some great scenes with Harris Ford great scene yes
1: yeah. my uh, bets my bets Io Etterbury
0: wins I'd be fine if, with and I like Juno Temple so much in Fargo that I'd be fine if she won and I'd be fine if the two Abbott Elementary Io Etterbury or or Jessica
1: Williams I don't think my from what I'm reading I don't think Ted is gonna win anything this year good I think that it was one of those things where people just said, "Oh yeah, nominate them again." Yeah, and then they probably watched the show and were like, "Mm, "Maybe not." (laughs) Too late. Because they're they they do not have any heat, I don't think. Right. So I got a couple more beef. Supporting actor in a drama. Okay. You can probably guess who is probably gonna win. Um well on I'm scrolling down to get it here. Well, I'll tell you who my favorite performance out of all those actor in a drama. Okay, I got it. My favorite performance is Theo James in White Lotus. He's Really good. Okay. Kind of a almost villainous character. He's excellent. Yeah. And then you have forty seven people from succession. It's basically like White Lotus versus Succession here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but Matthew is supposed to win again. I'd be more than fine if he won. He's good, but I mean, you know, I'm I'll root for Theo James. He won't win, but I'll be rooting for him. I would. I if
0: McFadden doesn't
1: win, then I'd like to see Alan Ruck win. <laughs> Alan, yeah, Alan Ruck's good. He was ridiculous. You almost forget about him. Yeah. And then the final one we'll talk about is supporting actress in a drama. So Jennifer Coolidge, the Jennifer Coolidge thing, yeah. I don't really get. Right. I mean, I've liked her in some of the Christopher Guest movies and American Pie. But on White Lotus, I just think her character is kind of annoying. I think White Lotus is annoying. But everybody loves her. Oh, yeah. But I think there's two people from White Lotus that were better than her. Mm-hmm. There's Megan Fahey, who plays Theo James' character's wife and it. She's really good yeah and simona tabasco who plays a prostitute she's really good Mm. and plus j smith cameron in succession i would take any of those three over jennifer coolidge but jennifer coolidge is probably gonna win right
0: i just would like to say that um elizabeth debicki who plays diana in the crown um i thought she was good in it and now she's in this um show i'm watching called murders at the end of the world and i'm like
1: i can't believe it's even the same person yeah she's a really good actress she was in she was in some heist movie with viola davis it was set in chicago Mm. and she was really good in that yeah i think i saw her in some yeah she's she's a good actress really good i've seen a couple things yeah so she was she was in succession i think the first season i think she was um, um karen culkin's girlfriend if I remember correctly I'd have to watch it again oh she's Australian I had no idea she was Australian yeah I'd have
0: to uh that can't be easy to play Princess Diana like a role that like
1: everyone a person that literally is world famous I thought she did a good job she won't I'm win look, I'm looking at her she's been in both Guardians movies I mean uh yes. not both uh she's been in two and three of Guardians oh, huh. so I've seen I guess I saw her in that <laughs> sworn she was on succession maybe i'm wrong yeah okay so would she be your pick
0: uh no I, i i just wanted to call her out i mean i haven't seen the white lotus or better call saul so i'm really for me the only two i saw were her and j smith cameron yeah session so um you know i don't know who i'd pick i think i probably would
1: pick chase smith cameron she was great yeah she's really good oh she was in tenant which you saw right yeah
0: who was she in tenant
1: i don't know but she says she was in it yeah, I, have to, I have to go back maybe and- she
0: just dis- disappeared in a Beef. maybe i'll have to she probably did i'll have to uh consult my tenant uh translator and figure out who she was that is our <laughs> outstanding
1: producer and engineer declan buyer they've her listed as being in, who am I thinking of in succession? I must have ever confused with somebody else. Okay, moving on. You want to do your I recommend? Yeah, real quick. So uh, the timing is uh,
0: good that you saw my Facebook post on J.R. Smith because he is the subject of a new reality TV show. <laughs> oh, uh, it's called... <laughs> Is it called Do You Want the Pipe? Yeah, it's called it's called Redefined, and uh it's only four episodes, like a half hour long. In classic J.R. Smith, he's like, I, you know, I'm only uh, I'm only free. I'm too busy partying at college uh to uh, allow myself to be filmed. But it tells the story of him uh enrolling as a freshman at North Carolina and T, which is a historically black uh college, and then uh trying out for the uh, men's golf team, and uh, and so it's only four episodes. Each one is like 30. that was a while ago, though, wasn't that a couple of years ago when he was doing that? Uh, I don't know. I just saw it. I just scrolled. Well, they probably just
1: released it, but yeah, yeah. I had
0: no idea that it was the subject of a. It's LeBron James's uh, uninterrupted production company is behind it, which is not surprising. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, worth seeing. I don't want to t- give too much away, so I'll just give a couple highlights. Uh, there are more than one segment where he's giving an interview and there's a big uh, ashtray just full of like just ash just on the <laughs> that, that killed me every time. Uh, he uh, had a different hairdo for each interview, which I also
1: enjoyed. <laughs> You and, still have your you still have your blind dreads though, Beav, until until the Browns win the Super Bowl.
0: So. Until uh I'm I'm gonna wear them to the parade where uh I hopefully David Njoku will let me sit with him in the motorcade. I think uh, he will. Uh, he's a
1: he's a big listener. Seems like a good guy. Yeah, he's a he's a diamond listener. He's a diamond listener. He loves the old Sarah also, so
0: how many people know that about David and Joku? <laughs> is Leo Sayer. <laughs> he
1: he says before each game he listens to "How Much Love." The
0: hype. It's a it's his hype song.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. The last thing I'll say about this is uh, so for each tournament, um, you have to qualify to get onto the team to represent the school in these tournaments, and they only take five guys, and only the top two get in, and they don't have to qualify. Everybody else is has to play around and the top three scores get the last three spots so at the beginning he wasn't even qualifying he kept missing the cut jr smith so he finally qualifies because he's got more money than god and so he hires at like the top one of the top swing coaches you know in the game and uh all these other like these freshmen these other sophomores and juniors are like whatever <laughs> because they can't they don't have one so he makes the putt and shows up for his first tournament and he's wearing and he shows up wearing the wrong uniform Oh, there! And the the senior, the captain, who's Venezuelan <laughs> and is about three feet tall, and uh, doesn't follow the NBA, has no idea who Jr. Smith is. He just thinks he's some weird thirty eight year old guy wearing Rolex watches and smoking weed all oh, constantly. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, freshman, I told you, white pants, dark shirt." He's like, "Uh." Uh, so How old is J.R. Smith? 36, 37. Yeah. So some of it was things I didn't know about him. Um, and, uh, of course, they're going to try and put him in the best possible light. So – um, you know, overall, I think the party image, I don't know. I mean, he partied his way through much of the NBA, but like still had a pretty successful career, all things considered. And he wasn't a bust and he very easily could have been. Because he talked about that, how, you know, he went straight out of high school, drafted, and they threw yeah, a ton of very long career. And a very long career. And they he said, I they threw a ton of money at me and no one, I had no support system. So it was, woo-hoo. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I really, uh, you know, on the road and all that. And uh, so he, he sort of addresses it. Uh, I would like to have seen it addressed a little more, but mm-hmm. it, it's entertaining for sure. Where is this? At? Where can
1: we watch this? Amazon. And What's it called? Redefine. <laughs> it should be called, do you want the pipe? I want to make a call.
0: You you're looking for the pipe? <laughs> last, one last thing I'll say, his wife or girlfriend is in it. And I don't know who she is because they never acknowledge her, they say what her name is. She has to go and get his dumbass uh, correct golf uniform. They make her go. You don't even see her face. She's just like running back to the car to get the. So
1: it was like a sitcom.
0: It really was. There's some other great parts. I'll to watch it. There are other great parts that I roared at, and I won't tell you those. Um, but absolutely sure. roaring. Um, yeah. So, yeah, redefined on Amazon. All right. My, I recommend, is some socks. So, some, wait, some songs. Just some songs. Because- I, originally, I originally heard that as some socks. And I was like, really have <laughs> a good level of eclecticism here on Jagman. Songs. Song. Bad connection here. Songs.
1: Bad connection. To go along with our, by the time this podcast comes out, our favorite Albums of the Year podcast will be out. Yep. And I did a playlist of my 10 favorite songs. These are a few more that I'm adding that I was listening to today. First one is Autumn's Fiery Tongue hmm. by Emma Trika. Okay. Never heard. Never heard of her. Me neither. Next one is Come On Aphrodite, Natalie Merchant came oh. out with a new album this year. All right. And I listened to it. I think I listened to it once, and I forgot to go back to it. Yeah. But that's that's a really good song. Okay. Uh, the next three, I don't know. I've never heard of any of these artists. New September. It's by a group called Those Pretty Wrongs. Really good song. Okay. Right. Oh no, I know this next group. Invisible Man by the Damned. The Damned. And the last one is called (laughs) Drag on Gerard by Perling Hiss. But all I need, really good I, I, need to know play. How you, I need to know how you found these songs they were on you know the magazine uncut yeah yeah they it, were awesome. it was a cd that i had and i hadn't listened to it okay and i put it on today I'm like these are there's this really good songs out here good cuts. And it was just from one month these all came out in the same month oh well, i love that like you know selected album cuts from those artists so i'm like yeah so i put them all on my best of 2023 playlist if you want to see that just go to spotify username lowercase lenfoot hey. those songs will be on there if you want to give them a listen uh
0: definitely check check that out and as well as all the other lists that are on our Jagbags um channel on spotify um anything else on i recommend nope. um i'm going speaking of music uh in lieu of i'm not sure how we're gonna do uh uh this section of the podcast going forward. But I do like talking about music, so I figure I'll just stay with the music uh, motif for now. And uh, and I'm gonna look to, I really enjoyed our podcast last week about new albums and I feel like I haven't listened to enough new albums, so I'm gonna try and make that a feature uh, going forward. And so, uh, unless something else captures my fancy, but for now, um, I want to talk about the new Peter Gabriel album. Um, that
1: one out. of the diamond listeners just fainted from joy beef. <laughs> we we'll uh, sent precarious Dowdorf, Dr. Precarious, Dr. Pre <laughs> and oh, they're coming back, splash some water on them. They <laughs> smile on their face. Okay, good.
0: Um, I, uh, I'm full of surprises. And, uh, so I'm glad I can bring joy to the diamond listeners with my, uh, expertise. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, this new peter gabriel album is called io so it's just the letter i slash o and there's if you go on to spotify i don't know how it is on spotify but on apple there's two versions of it one is called the bright side mix and the that's how the cd is too and the other is the dark side mix to me they sound they don't sound very different Mm -hmm. Uh, so i listened to i tried to listen to as much as the bright side mix as i could and then i would compare them to the dark side mix but then i was like well these don't sound all that different to me so i just continued with the dark side mix um and basically my review of this album is as follows i mean if you like peter Gabriel get this album because this album just basically checks all the boxes for like prime peter gabriel it's it's it doesn't his powers have not diminished at all this is very much an album that is worthy of his name and his canon he sounds
1: great he does. He really His voice sounds the same. I can't
0: believe yeah. how great he sounds. Not even at his age. A lot of times, you know, you, you know, most, most older singers when they get in their seventies, you know, they, they, they drop off, but his is the second one. Uh, the, the stones, I thought Jagger and especially Keith Richards also, they also sound great. Mm-hmm. And so does Peter Gabriel. And, and the, 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 the songs, the music itself is you know, the songwriting is great. And the music itself is just typically just like moody Peter Gabriel. It's always, I always think Peter Gabriel songs, I associate them with like either like dusk, you know, or like a foggy, you know, kind of like yeah. rural landscape. And you're, they're very cinematic. It's like mm-hmm. a soundtrack and, uh, or at night. And, um, and his voice is very, it's either low and brooding or it's high. And cause he's got two registers. I, and he makes use of both of them very very well and uh but the as far as like you know it the, when you hear these songs you're like oh they sound like songs you would hear on us or so or car i mean there's no drop off in quality it's just you're a Peter Gabriel fan, you will enjoy this album. Um, yeah. Definitely worthy of the canon.
1: Now it's just a matter of where it ranks. You know, is it better than. Awesome? Yeah. I've only listened to it once, so I got to listen to it a couple more times. And, yeah, me too. But I liked it. I liked it the first listen. So, yeah, me too.
0: So that is my review. So pick it up. Uh, it's called I O. And uh my favorite song on there is The Court it's very you know it's properly like you know gloomy and kind of it reminds me of something like the lamb lies down on broadway kind of feel where it's almost like the soundtrack of like a horror
1: kind of a horror thing mm-hmm. uh, a gothic horror kind of the uh, feel to it but i really like it yeah i'll definitely put at least one song and on find mine when i listen to it again oh. okay. yeah okay anything else that's it all right here we go to finish up all right i'm up to 180 oh man on my 500 favorite albums oh my spotify i get once again username lenfoot jag bags podcast most of my 500 favorite albums it, this playlist is up to 279 hours and 20 minutes
0: <laughs> i should have listened to it on the flight on my
1: flight <laughs> i would have had still had 274 hours to go you know what's fun to do be not joking put it on shuffle you never know what's yeah. going to come up right it's fun yeah. And it's funny because I don't have, I don't have premium. It's commercials and stuff. And the commercials are always like, don't you want premium? (laughs) Hey, don't you want to listen to an album in order instead of shuffle? Aren't you you tired (laughs) of my voice? Hey, Len, (laughs) pay up.
0: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) freeloader. us some money
1: <laughs> we're gonna have more jennifer coolidge commercials for, <laughs> for discover because they feel like they play like the same three commercials yeah so awesome. you hear them all the time if you're listening. also uh,
0: also a form of torture
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right anyways very insidious those spotify people we're gonna start at number 180 and it's john denver definitive all-time greatest hit huh. <laughs> Are you laughing because of his shirt? He's shirtless. Yes. Uh, he has some sort of medallion Yeah, And his glasses. Very, very sexy. Sexy John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> you fill up my senses like a night in the forest, like the mountains in springtime, like a walk in the rain. That, of course, is Annie's song. There's also Fly Away, Rocky Mountain High, Sunshine on My sho- Shoulders. Yes. If you get this particular collection, there's a bonus disc really he has, a, he has a cover of the weight by the band on it
0: god he um well uh i mean he like i think he covered a lot of the didn't he cover a lot of the kind of like folk or classic rock kind of songs or no i don't know because
1: i just more of the greatest hits guy with him yeah me too we had a greatest hits growing up but it was it didn't have everything on it <laughs> i remember it real clear, clearly because our, when our one of our dogs is a puppy it chewed up part of it <laughs> like ah <laughs> the disc was okay but the cover was chewed up a little bit uh, so when i got older i was like i need to find <laughs> one with everything on it yeah because the one we had had a few of the biggest hits but it didn't have it didn't have like any song fly away um what's another one i really like i'm sorry wasn't on there so thank god i'm a country boy wasn't on there so i'm like i need a bigger collection so that's why i got this one that's got all of them but here's a tough trivia question Okay. four number one hits guess what they are it's not what you think oh well I at, could, least, at least at least two of them i think you'd be surprised where number one hits all right so it's two is, of them you probably would guess two of them i think are harder is it take me home country roads no that's it, what's surprising is it rocky mountain high no desert is like a signature songs and those were not number ones they, it, they were top 10 hits but they weren't number ones is it annie's song yes that's one. Uh,
0: I think I have come to the end of my John Denver song knowledge. Uh, <laughs> All
1: right. I'll give you the other ones then. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, oh, thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah, that one's not too much of a surprise. Sunshine on My Shoulders, number one hit. Sunshine on My Shoulders. That's really good cool. song, but I was surprised that was a number one hit. I am sorry, number one hit. That's, number one. That, that's a great song, but I didn't think it was that popular. I didn't, I and didn't then, that um, Back Home Again was a top ten hit. Calypso was a top <laughs> Calypso I, I, is not one of my favorites of his.
0: Why, Calypso, why, Calypso's so kind of goofy. Yeah. And it's
1: it's tribute to Jacques Cousteau.
0: <laughs> that out my mom had that album and uh the back cover is John Denver riding a horse on a beach. And he's like
1: <laughs> Yeah. It looks like, like a clip. Clipso doesn't rank very high for me, but uh, I love a lot of his other songs. And on this collection there's also two duets, perhaps Love with Placido Domingo. I you know he's your favorite, and Wild Montana Skies with Emmy Lou Harris. Emily Lou Harris just does duets with everyone. But I bet yeah, you that. But this is one to get if you want a lot of good John Denver stuff. Okay, excellent next one i don't have okay. so brad underwood i don't know where it went yeah you probably left but it's for it's new number 179 we all want the same things by craig finn oh from the whole came out in 2017. yeah her mom found her brother then she found the container wrapped up in a newspaper Stuffed in a duffel bag with hockey pads and seven grand in rubber band. That's God in Chicago, which is a great song. Yeah. Great song. People love Greg Finn. Jester in oh. June, preludes, tracking shots. This got pretty good reviews. It's his third solo album. Yeah. There, his songs are all like narratives with like music in the background. And he doesn't even really sing. He just no. kind of like, but it works. You wouldn't think that would work. You'd i would be like, why don't you sing already? I can't stand it. I just, Game. oh you don't i just, <laughs> but i could see that but but for me it works yeah well, i get it, it though that's what i think when i listen to it i'm like i probably you know i'm kind of surprised i like this but i love it i listen to this album a million times yeah. a lot of fringe type characters yeah and he's very literate. just the way he just his voice it just draws me in and again just really enjoy it yeah all right my next one probably my favorite one i listened to this week so it'll be featured on my instagram okay on the Instagram. whatever people say i am that's what i'm not this is a fantastic this is a a fantastic record arctic monkeys can you believe this came out 17 years ago oh i can't that's insane 2006 amazing because all you people are vampires and all your stories are stale and though you pretend to stand by us, I know you're certain we'll fail. I love the lyrics of that song. That's perhaps vampires is a bit strong, but. <laughs> that whole album's terrific. Yeah. terrific. I bet you look good on the dance floor was the hit. Damn. And that's the song that made me buy this album. So I'm like, that's a great song. Yeah. And yeah, the whole album really good. When the sun goes down. Yep. View from the afternoon. Party bum. It was their debut album. And what's funny is their bassist this album just like, I'm done. <laughs> he just left yeah, and it is it's like a it's a nightlife element. It's this guy basically narrating hanging out at a young age and the guy Alex Turner who wrote yep. these songs he's like 19 when he wrote all these amazing and it's great and it feels like that's where you are you feel like you're out at night with your friends and this guy is just commenting on everything and he sounds and he, he, he sounds
0: 20 years older he sounds 40 not 19 yeah he does not sound
1: you're right you're right I would I would have guessed like 28 or something you right know? and I never found well it went platinum, and I never knew this. Do you know that this guy he's not in the Arctic Monkeys? Oh, the guy with a cigarette? Yeah, no, it's a singer in another band that they're friends with. <laughs> Which I'm like, why? Awesome. And it was it was huge in England and U.S. It did pretty well too. "Fake Tales of San Francisco" was their one song that actually hit the charts in the U.S. Yeah, great song. Too. That was that was the one that was. The most popular here, yep. And the album hit number twenty-four, and it got really good reviews. Yeah, it's terrific. Yeah, I really, I, I, I had listened to it maybe a couple years ago, but it was nice to go back and hear it again. And another, here we go, another greatest hits. "Lean on Me," the best of. No, wait a minute, the best of Bill Withers. "Lean on Me," best of Bill Withers. It's funny because this came out in two thousand. On Spotify, there was a album called "Lean on Me," the best of Bill Withers. <laughs> Not no, a lot of v- it variety with, it in the Bill, with Bill Withers compilation. <laughs> Lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. Lean on me and Ain't No Sunshine, two of the greatest songs ever. Tremendous song. This also has Lovely Day, Just the Two of Us. Great, great song. Great song. Lean on me was the number one hit. Uh, Use Me and Just Two of Us both hit number two in the charts. Ain't No Sunshine hit number three. Yeah. And a song like "Lovely Day," I hear that all the time now because it was in *Secret Life of Pets*. It's on commercials. It's like he's getting a little bit of a Withers Renaissance. Yeah, I mean, I feel like "Lean I on Me," you know, "Sunshine." Those songs are never going to go away. I think "Grandma's Hands" was on a commercial too. That's a great song too. Yeah, they're starting. And Harlem, Harlem is a fantastic song.
0: They're starting to rediscover him.
1: Yeah, he's great. He got just such a great voice. This is—it's got eighteen songs on there. Plenty of great withers. And also if, if you listen to us previously, I also had his live album on my list earlier, which is also really good. Yeah. I mean the live album alone just get it for I Can't Write Left Handed, which is a great song about a Vietnam vet. Yeah. Bill Withers, rule of it. <laughs> All right, my last one. This is a Foot Family Favorite. It is the greatest showman soundtrack. This came out in 2017 because every night i lie in bed the brightest colors fill my head a million dreams are keeping me awake i think of what the world could be a vision of the one i see a million dreams is all it's gonna take me oh a million dreams for the world we're gonna make Beeve. that song of course is a million dreams uh enjoy the title cut never enough and this is me this is me. The foot family connection is a couple things. One is Laura took me to see this movie because she wanted to see it and didn't realize it was a musical. And got nervous because i'm hit or miss with musicals right right right. like i hate hate moulin rouge yeah but i like this one i really liked it and then henry when he was i mean this came out like six years ago henry's pretty little but they had him sing part of that song at a school function this is me which is very cool yeah i mean not this is me the uh, uh million dreams Oh, right. So I'll always remember that. We had like a video of it and everything. And I didn't realize how popular. I mean, I knew it was popular, but not crazy popular. Yeah. It was insanely popular in England. This Is Me was Oscar nominated. It sold over 5 million copies worldwide. It won a Grammy. It was number one for two weeks. Uh, four songs charted in the top 100. It was number four seller for 2018. It was number 14 for 2019. It was number 80 for 2020. It was 145 for 2021. Yeah, Number 13 for the decade. Just a monster. Zach Efron, Hugh Jackman, Zendaya, Michelle Williams, but like the two really outstanding vocalists on it. There's the one, Subtle. Settle, This Is Me, which is a song that got nominated for the Oscar. I actually looked them both up because they made such an impact, but they haven't really done much with it, which is kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. But This Is Me its kind of like the showstopper. Have you ever seen it? The movie? Uh,
0: well, uh, Jesse went and saw it and loved it so much that she bought the CD and played it at top volume throughout the home. So I'm... <laughs> Never saw the movie, but you can bet that I know those songs quite well.
1: Yeah. And we put
0: This Is Me into uh, Karaoke Town. Oh, you did? Yeah. One of the, but I think they relegated it to
1: that. Like nobody, it wasn't like the subject of a, uh, uh, it was, it was more in the background. It wasn't a plot point. Yeah. Oh, just background. Okay. Okay. But the, the other song, Never Enough, Lauren Alred sings it. In the movie, Rebecca Ferguson lip syncs it. But they say that song is almost impossible to sing. Uh, oh, I, I believe it. And it's a great song. I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> incredible. Yeah. And again, I looked her up and, you know, not much, which is, which is disappointing. You feel like these great voices should have more of an outlet somewhere, especially when they're in this really popular movie and the soundtrack that sold millions of copies. But that's it. That's it for me this week. It's good. Good. Uh, well, um, I think no that- major objections. Well, the, I mean, oh, you don't like Craig Finn. You don't yeah. like Craig Finn. And I Denver, think- I guess you're not. You're not really a big Denver fan either. I, you know, no. But. <laughs>
0: it's okay (laughs) there is such a thing as a good john denver song i will say that what's your favorite i would say rocky mountain high yeah that's a great um we had a a album uh it was a a rocky mountain christmas and there was a nice Mm -hmm. song there called aspen glow that i liked um it also had uh the album please
1: daddy don't get drunk this christmas which (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was going to bring up, too, it, I forgot, is he was everywhere in the 70s growing up. Yeah, everywhere. He was on the Muppet Show, he did an album with the Muppets, I think he was in one of the Muppet movies, he was in Oh God, he was everywhere, Yeah, and I want to bring up that joke that Paul Simon made again. when they went to do the recording of we are the world and all these big stars were there and Paul Simon would said, yeah, if a bomb hits this place, John Denver will be back on top. <laughs> I think Eddie Murphy, which I love. I think Eddie Murphy made a joke, uh, at
0: the, uh, Grant, or he hosted the Grammys or something, and uh, and he said Glenn Campbell couldn't be here tonight, which means that if a bomb dropped and hit and killed us all, Glenn Campbell would be the number one star in America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I um, yeah, the others were good, and uh, and I'm gonna have to um, I'm gonna have to check out uh, what was your the second one I wanted to check
1: out? The second one, uh, your the one that Brad Underwood has. Craig Finn but you say you don't like him
0: no there was another what was it so you had
1: no it was John Denver, Craig Finn Arctic monkeys Bill Withers and Grady showman
0: oh that's that's right that's it
1: okay. I think you just wanted to you might want to listen to the songs that I I recommended maybe that's what you're thinking maybe of. that's what I'm
0: thinking of what my mind is just a long long day we'll go, we're gonna chalk it up to that and uh on that note we're going to leave you we want to thank everyone for listening to uh us uh you can find us where find podcasts are found so please subscribe to us please Write us a note. Uh, Recommend us if you like. Your kind words are our best form of advertising. Uh, Tell a friend. Come visit us on social media as well. We're on Twitter. Or I'm sorry, X. We're on X now. We're on Facebook and we are on Instagram. We're on Spotify, which Len told you about. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear uh, topic suggestions. We'd love to hear your picks or Emmys or favorite albums or your opinion of the new Peter Gabriel album. Uh, Suggest a topic if we pick it. We have a Jag Bags t-shirt, your name on it. We will not personalize it for you, but that t-shirt could be yours if uh, we hear from you. Thanks for listening. When you're ready to listen, put a little Jag Bags in your ear.